Originating from a secret underground bunker buried deep in the heart of Chicago's north side, two fans dare to defy the laws of man to bring you a podcast about the south side hitmen, the good guys who wear black. There's a sense of pride. Um, there's a sense of, of purpose. Azagir, by far. He was my favorite player. Well, all time, it's Paul Canerco. I love the hot dogs. I love the grilled onions. And I can't believe it's been 13 years. 13 painful, painful years. <laughs> because good guys wear black. Good guys talk black. Hello and welcome to Good Guys Talk Back, episode 11. Uh, your Chicago White Sox podcast. We keep it fan centric. We keep it blue collar. Uh, today is Tuesday, February nineteenth, two thousand nineteen. We're about oh seven seven and a half hours after the Machado moment, and you are going to get an angry. Uh, you're going to get a very um, just confused podcast. Uh, I hopefully you're feeling the way. I am tonight. If you are uh, angry, I hear you. Uh, hopefully we can kind of vent together in a weird way. Um, across from me is Jeff Julian. I am Nick Morawski. And uh, welcome, Sox fans. Let's get to it. I, I don't know what to say, Jeff, besides, uh, well, the obvious. Uh, uh, San Diego uh, snuck in. They played possum. They were in the weeds. Uh, they've, they've got the money. They uh, have the location, I guess. Uh, they've got the farm system, and they did not blink. Uh, they threw the money where Manny wanted it. They played the game. Yeah, obviously a very disappointing day, especially considering how long we've been talking about it. Four how, months. How the coverage was uh-huh. was. Desi- I don't want to say designated, but but that the socks were in the coverage. The way it was in the built. Conversation. The way it was built up. The, the buildup was big, and you know today and in the last maybe few days, you started hearing this San Diego conversation. Right, you, you start to ramp up a little bit, and you were hearing Bryce is pro- Harper is probably going to to Philadelphia, and so it's San Diego and the White Sox that are. Are, are neck and neck and then you know we never heard much more about a Sox offer in terms of of dollars we knew it was as we discussed last week yeah somewhere between depends on one, who you yeah, listen to one, 175 and 250 and then yeah. all of a sudden you get this 300 million dollar deal guaranteed and you find out that the Sox were not willing to go there and that to me is where this conversation starts and ends mm-hmm. because whatever happens this season with the White Sox and whether they make the playoffs or win 80 games or lose 100 games or win the World Series in 2020, to me, the question is right here about your franchise and the owner and the GM and the team president have clearly said... The philosophy, the yeah. The philosophy is we don't guarantee... $300 million, contract, $300 million contracts, and, and that's fine. If we want to talk about the $300 million 10-year deal as a whole, that's fine. But to me, you're talking about one of two premier free agents that came free 
in at the beginning of their prime, not mm-hmm. in the middle of their prime or at the end of their prime mm-hmm. or after they did this or that. Mm-hmm. You were guaranteed to get the best of either one of those guys' careers, and that makes you a perennial contender for a World Series, and that's what this is all about, winning World Series, and you missed the mark today. This is a disappointing offseason. I don't like it. I'm unhappy. You know, if you're on the ledge uh, as a Sox fan, I'm not going to talk you off the ledge. I'm really not. I I, I don't even have a lot of silver lining. Uh, I, I feel dejected. I feel almost lied to. Uh, as a fan, it, it's it's a date I unfortunately think we're going to look back on as this season un- unfolds and, and in the future, and we're going to say, "Wow, that was a that was a telling sign." Unless something changes, unless they completely redeem themselves and, and go a different direction. But I hate to say it, but Reinsdorf and the Sox brass are who we thought they were. But there's only one way to redeem yourself. In, in this particular situation, right? And that's signing Bryce Harper. And if you're not giving $300 million guaranteed to Manny Machado, you're sure as heck not going to pay whatever Bryce Harper is going to want. You, you, and you completely, uh, you might not be able to redeem yourself this year. It, doesn't, it sure doesn't look like it. I, I don't know why you would change your tune unless there's a new ownership uh, moving forward next year or, or beyond. Uh, the issue is simple. The issue is that Reinsdorf and Sox Brass wanted to play their game. They thought Machado and his camp, his agent, were going to back down. They were going to blink. But we were hearing the game the entire time. It's going to take $300 million 10 years. That number, we, you and I talked about on this podcast back in November. That was being discussed early in free agency. It seemed laughable, but... The game, uh, those were the rules. That was the buy-in at that the was poker the, table. I mean, exactly. You, you, you don't show up at a $100 a hand poker table and say, hey, do you mind if I do 75 a hand? That doesn't work. That's not how you play. And that's how Reinsdorf wanted to play. And, you know, they stayed in for four months. And they told us as a fan base uh, that they're going to be aggressive and they're going to be, uh, they want to put a competitive uh, product. This is a guy they're targeting. And you know they've got to have been targeting uh, Machado for at least a year, year and a half. They knew this was going to come uh, after trading sale away and doing a rebuild. You know, they're smart enough to know, to see who's, who's uh, you know, in the future for them. And here we get to a situation where, you know, kind of looking at each other across the table – Four months in, San Diego makes a huge offer this past weekend, and the Sox have an opportunity. And sure, they make an offer that is laced with incentives. They make an offer that at the end of the day is going to be north of $300 million, we're being told. Very attractive, very nice offer. Okay, but Machado's camp says that's not the game. You're playing your game. The game is guaranteed money. Right. You right. knew it. You knew right. it from the beginning. Right. Okay, so all of these quotes I'm hearing and all of this, this spin job by Han and Williams saying that they thought the offer was good. We went to bed thinking uh, positively about the offer. And then Williams saying, you know, we, we, we just weren't willing to go to $300 million. Well, then why just stay in? Right, right. That, to me, is nauseating as a fan. You know, if they would have said in December – we're hearing that $300 million is definitely uh, the number that we have to hit, and we're not comfortable with that as a guaranteed amount. 
uh, we're going to take our money and we're going to put it in different directions. Um, Hey, I would have been fine. Thank you for the transparency. You, you made a decision. Why stick around that long? Yeah. That's like, you know, and, 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 and we talked about this before. There's there were two out uh, two or three outcomes here, and one is the one you described, which is, hey, you know what? We're we're, we're this is not our market. This is not our. We thought our bid. maybe it would have been, we're but going it's, a different it, direction. We're going a different direction. You know, and the second one would have been, hey, Padres offered three twenty five guaranteed. We had we were at three hundred million guaranteed, but he really or, or whatever or or he he really wanted to play in in San Diego. We gave it a we we gave it the best go that we could, and and he just he or or he loves the Yankees. He always wanted to play there. That was a deciding factor, mm-hmm. but that's not what happened. No. And what really galls me about the whole thing is this idea that, you know, hey. You, you, you're you're sitting in front of yourself and it's like, well, 300 million guaranteed versus, well, 250 million. But if this happens and that happens, we're willing to pay him 320 million. Well, then just give him the 300 million. What, what, what difference does it make at that point? Uh, exactly. You know, a, a, a long-term deal is a long-term deal. If you think the guy is going to help you win a world series, then pay him the money. Nobody gives a darn about the end of the, the, the end of any of these long no, deals. It, it doesn't know. matter what sport it is. L- let me water no, this thing down. Nobody talks about the Marion Hosa contract, mm-hmm. which is 20-some-odd years long, right, because right. they won three Stanley Cups. Nobody right. gives a damn. Let, let, let me water this down. And you tell me, Jeff, if this is somewhat of a parallel. It's going to sound maybe goofy, but I'm going to try to really dumb this down. You know, you're wearing a, a sweatshirt that I really like, you know, and... Uh, you, you, you tell me it's going to take $100 uh, for me to get that sweatshirt of yours. And I sell you, well, you know what, I, I, 75 only. I'm only going to give you $75. However, if when you give me this sweatshirt, <laughs> the sweatshirt lasts for a few years after I wash it. It doesn't shrink. It doesn't, there aren't any holes or tears. I have success in the sweatshirt. I get compliments on the sweatshirt. After a few years, I'm going to give you $150. i am going to give you $50 more, $60 more, whatever, you know, for the sweatshirt. And you're looking at me like, dude, I want my money right when I want my money. You, you know, should, you should try that at the pro shop at guaranteed rate this year and yeah, see, right. see how that, that goes over. I'd like to buy the jersey of whatever uh, second rate free agent we end up, but I'm only well, willing to give you 75. Let me haggle with you like the owner haggles. Yeah. Oh, that jersey right there. You know, I'll give you this much. But if it turns out to be a good jersey in the next few years, I will give you more money. So actually, it's right. going to be a better deal for you. That's insane. Right. That's what they're doing. I'm a huge fan of the Merck's Burger. I'm going to give you three quarters of the price right now and if i don't have indigestion right. by the seventh <laughs> inning then i'll come back and pay you the rest of the exactly exactly <laughs> the rest of the amount i mean and then and then hans got the gall to say and, and boy what a spin job this is uh this isn't this won't be the last time we will go after premium talent well <laughs> you know what i'm sure you're gonna go after premium talent right but you're not gonna know how to play the game <laughs> Hey, well, and and the problem is you've just telegraphed that you're out of any deal above 300 million. And hey, guess what? Newsflash, they're not going to get any cheaper. They're going to no. keep going up until there's a, a labor stoppage, which is probably coming in a couple of years. But for now, this this season's for big free agents, next year's big free agents, whether it's Arenado or Trout or or whomever, they are going to be asking for X amount of money guaranteed. And you have just said to the baseball world, 
We don't do that. That's not what we're interested in. And you told to the fan base, you you really, I just don't think the fans uh, received a transparent view. And and you know what? I'm tired of these arguments. Uh, I'm tired of these. Well, no player's worth three hundred million. The ten years is ridiculous. Uh, you know, Mister Johnny, I don't want to hustle, Machado. You know, guess what? That's the way the game's going. You know, it's subjective. It's for us to sit around and say, oh, no one's worth 300 million. Well, because there is no specific, you know, hitting 290, 45 uh, home runs, you know, 130 RBIs. That gets you three. There are no numbers. It's like the Hall of Fame. Okay. Right. This is just the way things have unfolded. And it's not like. Manny decided, well, I'm just going to not play this year and sit this year out. Some team, okay, that's got the prospects, they've got the money, they said, you know what, I see the long-term benefits of having this this superstar on our team. And and whether he wants to play on the West Coast or not, he is because someone played the game. Yeah, and somebody paid him. And we knew this was always going to come down to money, and it it turned out – exactly as you you could have expected if it was always going to be about the money you know you and, know, you, and you, here we are you saw this kind of coming to uh, uh makata taking reps at third base uh the other day renteria saying don't be surprised if makata plays at third we're thinking about moving yalmer over to second kind of warm in second base up for uh, Madrigal to move up. Uh, obviously, Anderson has said what he wanted to say uh, this past offseason. I've worked hard at shortstop. I want to stay at shortstop. And you know, I, I, you know, at the end of the day, he's now staying at shortstop. So I got my wish. But <laughs> th- that there's no, you know, th- that doesn't make me happy. The Hall uh, of Fame career pursuit continues <laughs> at the I, I position just, it was intended to, right, to be. Right, and, and here you go. See, uh, you did find the silver lining. I, I found a, my personal <laughs> silver lining for me as a human being, but not as a as a Sox fan. Uh, so, yeah, sure, $300 million is ridiculous. But, that but it's was all the, ridiculous. It is all ridiculous, all ridiculous. And why would you stay in it? As an organization, why would you stay in it as an owner, as a GM, as a, as a special advisor, whatever Kenny Williams does, which I still don't understand what, the, what, what he does. Why would that three-headed monster stay in and play this just hoping that Machado's camp would blink? Yeah. I mean, if you want something, if you really want something and you target it and you thought, you know what? We're going to be competitive this year. I think we have a chance to turn the page a little earlier than we thought we were. Why? Why, why, try, to, why try to pepper it with these incentives and all these crazy little go after it? Yeah, yeah. I, and I'm sorry. I just I don't want to hear the, the hindsight and the, well, we didn't want Manny anyhow. You know, BS. And, and frankly— oh, that, that's a ridiculous— and, and frankly, this stuff, you know, I don't want to hear Albert Pujols' name either because that was a different player at a different time in his career. You're talking about a 26-year-old baseball player in, yeah. in both cases. Yeah. I, MVP I agree. players. I, I, I agree. And uh, what, I, what I saw on Sox Twitter, on, on Sox social media, Facebook as well, I saw a lot of anger. I, I saw fans uh, that... Are passionate, you know. Folks listening uh, are passionate. 
I, I, I saw fans, their, their, their tweets, their posts, uh, stuff on Facebook, anger, just pure anger, Jeff. Uh, and rightfully so. If you do not like something that your organization is doing, you should say it. If, if you can tweet about it, tweet about it. If you can post something, post something. If you've got a microphone and the opportunity to put together a, a podcast, go ahead and do it. I, I don't think this is just a blind rant and rave. Uh, this, is, this is alarming. This is really alarming. And, you know, we dedicate time, money, energy to an organization. And you want your organization to represent you as a fan base and to be, I fully believe, uh, clear and transparent. And, and what I heard uh, in November, in December, uh, what I heard at SoxFest, uh, I was still very excited about. Why would you stay in this for so long when just when it came to throw down the money, you were going to claim you weren't willing to go to 300 million. I, no, I mean, no. I, you know, and that's such a Kenny Williams, uh, such a Kenny Williams statement. What a nut. Well, you know, and at the very least it, it preserves Kenny's opportunity to sign Manny Machado uh, in 10, uh, ten, years. ten yeah. years from now. Abs- oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, Adam I, is- oh, 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 oh absolutely. If that happens. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe eight years down the road, right. there's a buyout and we've got an opportunity to get Machado yep. when he's 34. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Oh, you know, it's so, it's exactly like it's talking. You're talking about paying premium for premium pre- talent. That's it. That's that's isn't all that, it is. Isn't that what it that's is? Ex- and, and somebody was saying, you know, well, it, you know, big, big small market, big market. Chicago is a big market, oh. and the White Sox have to. You know, I know that their uh, their finances are different than some other big market teams, but they're still in a big market. They're in Chicago. They're a Chicago I, baseball team, and, and you've 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 told people you're willing to go that high, you know. So yeah. when there's other free agent opportunities this year or next year, you know people aren't dumb about this. Yeah. it's like well we know what was reported. Yeah, uh, you were willing to go that high, and uh, we know you've got money. We know what your payroll looks like. Stop trying to be cheap. Yeah, yeah. So. How angry are you going to be every time you see Yonder Alonso and John Jay? Okay, and I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm going to be like a constant reminder. It's it's like what you do that for, okay? And that leads me to really believe that those two acquisitions, John Jay and Yonder Alonso, were 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 trying to sweet the deal. Yeah. So you won't, you know right. what? Maybe you'll balk at the guaranteed money. We got a couple of your buddies on the team and Castillo. Um, you know, maybe you'll take this lesser deal. I, I fully believe that was the reason why we got those we got those players. Yeah. I, does it make our team better? That maybe so maybe silly. by a win or a couple it, wins. I these guys are our our businessmen. And clearly Manny listened to the stories you told about taking that job. <laughs> With the for to be with your friends and how terribly that worked out, and you know it changed his mind. I laid this at your feet. Well, I was just and and I, Kenny Williams. Well, I'm what I'm telling you is truth. You know, I I'm, I'm I told you how to play it. I that's told right. you how it was going to go, and that's what I think we're all shouting to Reinsdorf. Uh, you knew the game. You knew how it was going to go. They were telling you how the game's going to go. But for some weird reason, well, not weird, business as usual, 
all of us were duped into thinking you were actually changed. You, you were know, actually going to do something uh, that was landmark in, in Sox history to change the narrative for the next decade. I know we're talking baseball, but but just look at the two Jerry Reinsdorf-led teams in this city. They yeah. don't get big free agents. They they have not. They, they And I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's an unwillingness to... And, and of course... The socks are different than the bulls. The sports are different. The, the the reputations are different. The situations are different. But but name the last time the bulls got the premier free agent, or when LeBron or uh, Kevin Durant or Russell Westbrook were on the market. Were the Bulls ever in the conversation? They said they were in the conversation, but they were never yeah. really in the conversation. And now you see that the Sox said they were in the conversation. And they were close, but close is not good enough in this. Either you're paying it all or, or you're not there, you know? So you, you bring up some great points, and you could even – maybe I'm off on this, but you could even look at the Blackhawks with Bill Wirtz. Dollar Bill Wirtz. Yeah. yeah. Refused to spend money on talent. Uh, you know, we all know the ridiculousness of not televising, you know, home games, keeping the fan base in the dark. He passes away. Rocky Wirtz, his son, takes over and says, I didn't believe in that way of doing things. Things are going to change. And I, I don't know. What's going what's gonna to cause the change? Yeah. I mean, Reinsdorf's in his 80s. Yep. What's going to cause the change for an ownership to say, you're in a huge market. The White Sox should not be playing a second fiddle to the Cubs or really anybody else. You're an attractive team. You've got a long history. We want to spend money. Yeah. And I don't and I'm sorry, I don't think it's spending stupid money. We're not we're not spending money ridiculously. These are once in a decade talents. Yeah. I I agree hundred percent. And I mean I think I, I look at I, I think about two of the big contracts of all time in in Chicago sports in terms of I think of the Alfonso Soriano deal sure, yeah. for, for the Cubs. That was a what was that? A hundred. Um, I'm looking it up right. One hundred thirty-six million dollar deal, eight-year contract. Mm-hmm, totally mm-hmm. did not work out. No, right not at all. Did not work out at all. Okay, but they were coming off a '66 and '96 season, and they said we got to get better. This is the best free agent. We're yeah, gonna give it a shot. Sure, right? Didn't sure. work out. Now the the Blackhawks was totally different. But I think of that long contract that they gave. Um, Marion Hosa, and that worked out. Three cups, and maybe they were going to win a, a, a cup or two without him, but they but they won three with him. And so, to me, sometimes there's luck involved in this, but I don't judge that contract on the front end. I judge it after I see what what has happened. Right? Yeah. Now, now the Hawks thing with Hosa, you had uh, you had two studs. You had Taves and Kane, Keith. You know, young. You know, still very young fresh ready to go and the host of thing was like you know the icing on the top that put them over the edge next year they win the cup uh yeah ridiculous deal but you know what rocky this these are one of his first big deals yep yep and yeah sure cups were had they kind of went through you know a little bit of like mini 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 rebuilding you know they had a they had to shed some payroll they had to shed some players uh after the first cup but you know, they figured it out because they still had Hosa, they still had Taves, and they still have Kane. So, yeah, you might spend a ton of money, and I don't know what's going to happen with the Padres. I mean, the Cubs are feeling it right now. 
they're flat out saying, you know, we just don't have the money because yeah. we gave contracts to Darvish and Hayward. Uh, and I don't know. The Padres might say for the next three years, well, we can't, we can't spend any more money. Yeah. We, we went big. And I, I don't know. Look, this is all going to be hindsight. This is winning will solve everything. But you had an opportunity, Reinsdorf and Sox Brass, to take a look at this division, to take a look at the talent you already had and said, this ain't, this opportunity is not coming. Yeah. And, you're te- and hey, you weren't late to the game. You, you were in the game at the beginning. You were at the game in November. I mean, one of our first podcasts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We were We've saying, been talking about holy, it for a while. they're at the table. They're yeah. in on everybody. Harper, yeah. uh, Keuchel, Machado. Yeah. And it continued to build. It continued to build. We all bid into it as fans. Got excited. Yeah. Sold out Sox Fest. Probably bought a bunch of single game tickets last week when they went on sale. And now what are you going to do? You know what? On social media, there were folks going down to the stadium to protest this night, tonight. Yeah. yeah. Wait, go ahead. I'm all for it. You want to burn jerseys in the parking lot? You have all the right to as a passionate fan base because of this situation. Yeah. Am I out of line on that? No, I think, you know, what, what I find interesting and I've always found interesting about the relationship that the Sox have, or that that Sox fans have with the, with the team, and especially when it comes to attendance, is, you know, if the team is bad, Sox fans are gonna take their time before they come Absolutely. out and and, Absolutely. and and watch the games. They're sure as heck not gonna sit in a, you know, cold stadium in April to watch a terrible baseball team. You know, but even. Even when they were good in 05 and 06, I think they had trouble cracking the 2 million mark. Or, no, or they cracked the, it in, in 05. They cracked it in 06. But, they, but but it was still... Well, at the beginning of you know, 05, like any Sox season, they were unsure. Okay, you know, yeah, right. we grabbed A.J. Brzezinski and Scott Pitsednik. And, okay, those, those aren't amazing moves. So it didn't really excite, uh, you know... The, the fan base, the tickets. So there was a slow move, but man, I'll tell you what, when after April and May, when that team was cooking and stayed in first place the entire time, they did, the fans came out, like you originally said. Right, right. I, I just think, I, I guess my point would be, even in the even in the best of times, it still can be a struggle, right? To 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 get people in the in the ballpark. And so my thought is, this was a chance to and I think probably more so with Harper than with Machado, but still with Machado, this was a chance to really help that and help that with your team and yeah, well, and, and and make a statement that hey we're we're for real. We're not only we don't just have a bunch of young players coming along and we're going to be good. We've got one of the best players in the league. Now come and watch this team and and be a part of it. I agree. I've I've been saying to folks for for years and years when I get these ridiculous in these ridiculous arguments between uh, Cubs, Sox, attendance, this, that, and the other. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, it, it might not be a full house, but it's a pretty passionate full house. And when the Sox are doing well and they believe in what the team's doing and the product is on the field, they show up, which they have. Yeah. Uh, look at attendance numbers from 05 and 06. I am. Uh, they were above. They were north of 2 million. 
They um, hit 2.3 million in 05, uh-huh. 2.9 in 06. So look at look yeah. at what happened. Yeah. We won a World Series. Those numbers didn't dip. They, they were, grew. They were below AL average in 05, and they were above AL average in 06. So, yeah, fans are still going to turn out for their dollar hot dog nights and their, you know, firework nights and, and the bobblehead. You know, yeah, you'll get your 15, 20,000, 25,000 for a bobblehead day. You know, your, your T-shirt Thursdays, all your gimmicks, which are fun. The gimmicks are fun. But you know what? It's smoke and mirrors. Yeah, it, but it boy, really, you know, when, when, when you look at these numbers and you can find these on like Baseball Almanac yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, so 06 was the what was kind of the 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 peak there at at, at 2.9 million uh-huh. in change and boy the 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 drop is you know it, it just kept going you know 2.6 2.5 well, 2.2 if you can 2.1 see, and uh, now the last couple of years they're they're at 1.6 million uh fans in attendance I, and, uh, and AL average is still north of 2 million 2.2 absolutely you know, so I that's mean, a concern to me I would say again going back to what I said you get Machado in that stadium this year, I think you pop back above $2 million. You win games, you're going to pop up. Uh, when you announce that you're in a rebuild, of course you're not going to get, you're not going to get the fans there. You're not. I, I mean, who knows what uh, TV viewership uh, is like. Uh, you know, and, and now you're going to have a, a situation um, you know, after camp breaks and the season starts with Eloy. Okay, everybody's talking about uh, all in a lather for Eloy, and he's supposed to be this amazing talent. We've heard about it for a while. Uh, folks are saying ridiculous things that, you know, he's the next Babe Ruth. Um, and what's going to happen with him? They're going to send him right down to AAA for the first, you know, 20 days of the season um, for money. Yeah. Because it's a business, yep. you know, and, and I, you know, you can't argue too much with it, but. You know, it, now it's going to just be even a little saltier. But I think that is where you can argue with it. Is if you're gonna if you're gonna say to these guys, you're not worth three hundred million, you're not worth a ten year contract, you're you're we're, we're, we we should feel um, we should feel like you're being overpaid. Then stop keeping them out of. Now that's a great point. The, let them play. Then as soon as they're ready to that's play, that's a great point. Let them play. Be- you can't have it both ways. You can't throttle no, you can't. them to save money. And then complain when it's time right. to pay him. That's it, a great point. And what? Why are we saving Eloy for another year? You're not going to pay him anyway. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. the rate this is going, he might not even last. You're right. going to trade him away because we're going to do another rebuild in a couple of years. Right. What is the point of keeping him down? So you have one more. Year? He's never going to see that money. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And and if I'm his agent, just you know, I'm going to say. Well, you, you kept us uh, in the minors. You could have really brought us up. He was ready. Uh, no, you know we want we want we want what you're not going to give. Yeah. Guaranteed money for yeah. this amount. And you know, I, I think back to um, you know, money is money. Okay, we knew Manny was chasing the money. Um, I think back to uh, 06. Uh, well, actually, it was the off season of 2005, and and Canerco was. Uh, up for free agency and all the Sox fans were, we're all holding our breath, you know, and there was no real social media at all or anything. So you're getting all your updates uh, on the radio and holding your breath to see what kind of, uh, what's going to happen, what the Sox going to do. And uh, of course the Sox did not have the highest, uh, the highest contract. The Los Angeles angels offered more money 
maybe comparable years. But Canerico, being who he is, took less money to stay with the Sox organization, you know, um, to, to see this all the way through. Thought that they still had a good core, likes where he's at, you know, and, and we all raise Canerico up uh, on our shoulders for doing what he did. He didn't follow the money, okay? He followed uh, where he knew and where he wanted to stay. That's different. This yeah, is different. But that, that situation is different. He had won a World Series. He had been there. Correct. You, you don't give a hometown discount if you've never called that place home. Correct. So people are going to say, well, you know, not every player follows the money. Machado's never played here. Right. You know, right. And, and he didn't have a World Series under his belt already where he's like, you know what? I like it here. I've been here for a while. This is, uh, this is new territory yeah. that the Sox have never swam in. Yeah, they have never. And, and give me, I don't want to hear this Albert Bell stuff from, you know, yeah, uh, come on, yeah, exactly. Fifteen. Uh, I don't want it. Twenty years ago, I, I don't want to hear about it. Right. I, I really talk about ridiculous money, and where did that get you? We knew at the end of this that we're only going to be two teams that were going to be happy, only two fan bases that were going to be happy, and I think the part that sucks about this is that we didn't lose because we got outbid. We lost because we didn't have a bid that was what what you needed to have to be in the game. I couldn't agree uh, with you more on that point, and I had it several times on social media. If he chooses, if Manny chooses uh, San Diego over Chicago, over the Sox, and all things are equal, the guaranteed money is equal, hey, there's nothing we can do about that. Yeah. He and his you family, some, you lose some. they want to go to San Diego. We played the game, and we matched it, and we played it the right way, we just lost because of city preferences or whatever right. else in someone's right. personal yeah. life. Exactly. But we not things weren't equal. No. No. We didn't play the right. game the right way. They tried to play it their way. Yeah. And so now now I'm thinking, where where do you go from here? You know, where do you go from here as a as a Sox organization? You know, we talk about uh, Hans saying at SoxFest and after there's still three or four deals that they're still looking to make. Okay, one's off the table right now. Are you going to be uh, overreactionary, and are you going to try to throw a ton of money at Keiko, like right. a ridiculous amount right. of money, just to salvage? Right. You know, to say, well, we did something. We did something in, uh, you know, in uh, the off season. We had the money, and uh, you know, we just we did we mismanaged it. So we're going to go over what we should. Yeah. Just to make sure this one works out. Th- that's what I I can see happening. I could see that. I could see them saying, you know what? We're going to hang on to this. We're going to make a run at at the free agent market next year. We're going to stick with our plan, which was it was 2020. And so we're, we got the big guys coming up and Eloy. And we're, we're going to ride that out this year. And we're going to play our game. But I, I don't oh, know. I, to me... I, I'm done with free agency, but let, you know, I mean, hopefully, you know, if they can improve the team, they, they can improve the team. But to me, this is just uh, the sooner they can start playing real baseball, you know, even get out of spring training that the sooner they can, you know, wipe the, uh, you know, get, get rid of the taste of this off season and just get into something else. Cause yeah. there is a, there's a bad taste collectively for the fans. I think it, it's been, uh, it's been a struggle for fans uh, during during this time. Uh, you know, last year it was kind of drama drama free, I guess. Uh, the year before, 
you, you know, you had the LaRoche situation not too long ago with like, you know, all the, you know, sale and cancers in the clubhouse and ridiculousness. You had the rebuild you know, at the beginning stages, you know, and now you've got this entering a season with Sox fans just irate. And I don't blame you. I, you know, absolutely irate. You can't miss someone you never had. Yeah. You know, you can't miss someone you never had, but it's the way it happened. Yeah, it's it's the way it went down that's going to put a really uh, just a sour taste in my mouth, and um, you know I, I apologize if I'm going off on a on a cra- this has just been a rant and rave session, but I mean yeah, I live and breathe with this team. You yeah. know that. I mean, you've known me for probably five years, give or take a few months, and. I mean, if I don't talk about White Sox in one conversation, then something's wrong with me. <laughs> I would, you know I, I would I'm be saying? concerned. It was, I, you know, listen, I think you're capturing the feelings of a lot of fans out there, and I think we're going to have this topic to talk about for for quite a few weeks because yeah. it's going to linger. It is. You know, the, 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 what's interesting about the world we live in now is that you can. Spin all you want. You can put mm-hmm. whatever cover story out there, but on something like this that is this big in a uh, in a media market as big as Chicago, the truth will always come out. Mm-hmm. Something else will come mm-hmm. out about how this went down, and we'll have we'll have other things to talk about. So I would propose that uh, that I <laughs> that I throw a couple of other things sure. at you, Just a few others, this, yeah. In, yeah, in 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 this podcast. I, I don't know I, if I'll be able to wrap my brain around it, but go ahead. All right, go ahead. all right. So uh, I. The first thing we were talking about attendance, so yeah. I, I want to throw a little trivia yeah. question right. at you oh, okay. based on attendance. So All right. This is from baseballalmanac.com. Mm-hmm. All right. So can you name the year that the largest attendance on a White Sox opening day game was? Uh, I'm I'm leaning towards uh, when New Comiskey opened uh, in '91. Okay. Forty su- something thousand. Would it surprise you if I said it was ten years earlier? In 81. 81. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised because I believe that was Fisk's first year with the Sox. Okay. And what do you think the the game attendance was? Uh, numbers? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I would say uh, 45,000. 51,560. Wow. wow. Opening day, wow. April 14th, 1981. Wow. Versus the Milwaukee Brewers. There you go. Well, Milwaukee travels well. <laughs> that has to be it. And they yeah. they were still uh, an AL team at yeah, that point, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. That Fisk was a free agent signing. Okay. Reinsdorf actually got was that, that, that one. Yeah, one. Yeah, that was the last big one. Uh, okay, yeah. so uh, he, that was a handshake deal. All right, here's a here's this is tangentially related to um, to the to this free agent signing. So so we'll 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 dip back in. So. On MLB.com, they've got the biggest free agent contracts in MLB history. Yeah. Okay. And what I what I think is interesting about these, and again, I, I still, you know, no matter we, we, I don't think we can judge this contract until we see what uh, see what happens for the for the Padres, mm-hmm, right? So right. clearly, Machado is the the biggest deal of all time. Mm-hmm, yeah. Okay? Yeah. So the next one would be. The A Rod deal that the Yankees yeah, gave sure. him, um, ten years, two hundred seventy-five million. They did win a World Series, yeah, with him yeah. on that. So, you know, whatever you think about that. 
Um, then the, the following deal after that is the, a, the A-Rod deal that the Rangers had given him. 10 years, $252 million. Mm-hmm. And he only played a couple of seasons there um, um, with the, the Rangers. The Rangers came, well... That, yeah. well that, that was the Seattle deal and the yeah, Rangers yeah, yeah, deal. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, they didn't win a World Series, but he did win two MVPs oh. there. Um, well, actually, he won one with the Rangers, and then he was still on that deal when he got traded to the Yankees. So two, mm-hmm. two MVPs there. Sure. So. Again, I don't know how you'd necessarily judge that. Then you got the Pujols deal, mm-hmm. 10 years, $240 million. But I feel like that was, he was at a different point in his career. He was uh, 32 yeah. at that point. So, yeah. you know, that's late. The, yeah. the Robinson Cano uh, deal Cano, that the Mariners yeah. did. Yeah, sorry, Cano. Um, 10 years, $240 million. Mm-hmm. Jury's still out on that one, right? But yeah. early returns... Yeah. Not as promising. Shocking at the time that he was given that that amount. Yeah. yeah. Well, and he had the 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 PED right, issue. Right, right, right. Um then you've got the David Price Red Sox deal, mm-hmm. 7 years, mm-hmm. 217 million. They won a World Series with him. Mm-hmm. Uh Prince Fielder, 9 years, 214 million with yeah. the Tigers. Yeah. Um yeah. you know, I mean, they got to the uh they did get to the no World, World Series. Series, but no titles. No title. Yeah. Scherzer with the Nationals, mm-hmm. seven years, two hundred ten million. He's been amazing for them, but mm-hmm. they haven't been able to right. crack that, uh, right? You know, postseason promised land. Mm-hmm. And then the Zach Greinke, D-backs, oh, six yeah. years, two hundred. Yeah, I forgot about that one. Yeah, uh, he's pitched well, but mm-hmm. n- nothing doing there. And then one of probably the worst one on this list is the. Eight year, hundred eighty four million. Jason Hayward deal that mm-hmm. went with the yeah. Cubs. They yeah. won the World Series, but that was in spite of him. Other than maybe the in, well, infamous, I, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. uh, right, uh, right. Uh, uh, Those uh, are interesting speech, numbers. Right. Those are really interesting numbers, and it, it really comes down to what's your overall success. Uh, if you are kind of a one and done, and I want to get world one World Series, and I don't really want to build any longevity. Um, it, it, I don't know. It depends. Organization to organization. We talked a little bit off air. I don't want to go too, too long, but you know, the Florida Marlins are a really interesting example. Yeah. I mean, they, they flooded their payroll, uh, in two, in two separate situations and they won a world series in the nineties and in the early two thousands, and then immediately had to just completely get rid of payroll, completely get rid of payroll. And I think it, it really aggravated a fan base. I mean, there, I don't even think there's a real strong fan base there to begin with. But yeah. the owner at the time was like, "We're a fran, we're a new franchise. The goal is just to get a World Series, and then and then we'll figure out whatever happens after." And I, you know, I don't know. I kind of get a little squeamish when I hear that. I, I well, I know I'm you a- want you want to win a World Series, yes, but I also I don't want to ruin 15 years. Um, yeah, I think in the process. Depends. Are you a fan of a team that's never won a World Series and has been a you know bottom dweller in the standings for yeah. a long time? Then I'm looking at the Marlins and I'm jealous, you know, because they've got two World Series, mm-hmm. and yeah, they tore the team down and built it back up and tore it down again. And that's probably frustrating. But hey, you got to you got to root for two World Series teams, right? Uh, now, yeah, maybe the maybe if you're a mid level team you feel differently about that. Maybe that's where the White Sox are at. I don't know. You know, you look at some of those big deals and a big deal signed by the Yankees is a, you know, well, who, who cares? They, right. they print Business money, as usual. you know, yeah. and, and, and 
that's what's weird about this offseason, too, is that the big dogs aren't in there, you know? And so that almost makes it more frustrating with the White Sox is that right. you're not competing with the Dodgers or yeah. the Cubs or the Yankees or you know, the Red Sox. Uh, or, 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 yeah, or, yeah, or the Red Sox. You're competing with the San Diego Padres. You I couldn't outbid the damn Padres. Um, so, yeah. I don't want. I don't I want to go right back. You, you took all right. I'm, so I'm, my veins are popping again, and I think that's time for us to start uh, saying goodbyes. Uh, thank you for joining me, Jeff, on this uh, just rant and rave session uh, for helping me uh, sort a little bit of this out. If you are listening, you most likely are as angry as, as we are, and, and just as confused. I don't think we're going to know any more for a while until the dust settles. Uh, I have hope uh, as a Sox fan, but uh, I. I have the right to be angry right now, and uh, I, I do hope some things change in, in the very near future. Um, we appreciate you following us uh, and uh, you know liking that uh, Facebook fan page. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Good Guys TB. Uh, we know that you get your socks entertainment uh, in all different kind of ways, and I appreciate you joining us on this adventure week after week. 36 uh, days, 15 hours, 18 <laughs> minutes and 30 seconds until opening day. Yeah. Hey, and if the if the Sox go uh, you know, 27 and 3 uh, at the beginning of the season, this will all be yeah, you, know, you could be although you, we'll, we'll all be saying, but what if Manny was here? We'd been 30 and 0 to right. start the season. <laughs> yeah. Uh so folks, uh thank you so much for joining us. We are Good Guys Talk Back, Chicago White Sox a podcast that is uh, fan-centric and blue-collar. For Jeff Julian, I am Nick Morawski. Go Sox.